Today, This American Dice presents another episode of The Last One, a game by Alberto Tronchi. Is the chef alive? And how did this lonesome wanderer of the wastes live before things fell apart? Find out today as Austin and David play through The Last One, here on This American Dice. And then we go to this flashback, which is okay. the other scene. And now in this, we switch roles where now you describe... I'm the main narrator, and you describe negative things. Is that how that works, or no? Sort of. Okay. It's, uh, it's a little different, but so I'll just I'll just read it for you. So, um, choose a hint to set the memory. I don't know exactly know what that means, but um, oh, it should be melancholic, such as um, an unsolved situation or regret from something that you could do or didn't. Um, you could choose a regret that some, somewhat touches you start telling the past of um, the last one the chef in this case and an event that includes that chosen hint examples could include the last holiday um, with their beloved a job interview they refuse to take a fight with your with their brother that was never settled for instance and then my job is just to listen to this kind of flashback you're just going to narrate the whole thing and I am going to ask three questions and once I've asked my third question that's the flashback. Okay. Interesting. So this these flashbacks don't contain any of the card game mechanic. No. Gotcha. So this is in the not very recent, the not too distant past. Um, oh, I, yeah, sorry. The, I think I said it before, but just in case. This is specifically before the post-apocalyptic stuff. Yes. Um, but, like, not, it, it isn't like, I'm a fresh-faced youth, oh boy, oh. Or, or a child. I think or it's just, sperm. I think it's just um, any time before mm-hmm. the um, the apocalyptic event. Any time before. A triceratops and a yeah. T-Rex fight with one another. <laughs> the um, molten core of the earth. Yeah, exactly. Xenu looks upon creation itself. <laughs> so, I missed my job interview. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, it's a living. Uh, so I think that this is going to deal with a um, uh, like a love interest that this guy had like some kind of relationship with and maybe how that kind of played itself like how that didn't end up all it could have been mm-hmm. and so we see um, I'll, I'll make you happy okay He's working in a kitchen. Thank God. <laughs> so, a real chef. Yeah. So you see he's in a kitchen, and it's like a nicer kitchen for sure. Uh, he's far from a short order cook. But at the same time, I do not think he is the one in charge mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, there's somebody else yelling uh, who's maybe older, maybe has uh, an accent, like like a heavy accent, and they're yelling out different... Oh, to make things really weird... Mm-hmm. This is a French restaurant, so mm-hmm. all of the dialogue is in French, oh, all wow. of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you hear a person yelling out in French these different orders, you know, like, I need one of this, and one of this, and one of this, and two of these things, this and this. And then you hear somebody say, like, yes, chef. Uh, like, as they're... We. Oui. Yeah. We, <laughs> oui, oui, chef. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, like, kind of responding and going through all this stuff. And there's... a good number of people in this kitchen this is a fancy restaurant and it is it is moving everybody's pulling out little things 
each dish seems to have two or three people that at some point or another touch it and add some element to it. Mm -hmm. And then it goes before this person who's yelling at everything before somebody comes out and they're super well dressed and they take it and they take it out of the kitchen. We don't follow them, but clearly those are the servers. They're going to deliver the food to the customers. Mm -hmm. So we see that this guy is, he's got like three pans on a stove Mm -hmm. and he's doing the thing where he's, basting whatever he's cooking with butter it's some kind of fish and he's uh like throwing garlic into it and like doing this stuff with three different pans and he's got three different things and so it's like okay this guy is moving at this like very fast clip you can tell he knows what he's doing this is a fancy restaurant and um there's a woman who is there as well and she looks like she has just shown up so mm-hmm. she's not been working and is just next to him at the moment. She's just come into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And he says to her in French, um, <laughs> uh, he, he says, like, what's a really solid French name aside from, like, Jean-Luc or um, Jacques Pepin? <laughs> uh, like a, a men's name? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Maybe, like, René? René. Oh, yeah, he's, like... We've been in the weeds all night. Mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if at the end of service, Renee flips out. Uh, why was you, the chef, um, the sous chef? Why was uh, your character responsible? That's um, my first question. He's he's covering. He was co- he's covering for her. Oh yeah. And so he had to he had to get other people like he can do as much stuff as possible but it's meant some orders came back because some stuff got fucked up and so if there was another person here the workload would have been divided a little more easily and we would have been able to do this and mm-hmm. it wasn't divided easily and he uh is responsible for this because he's he's telling her renee's gonna flip out mm-hmm. and telling her renee's like gonna lose it on you Mm-hmm. Renee's not going to lose it on her. Renee's going to lose it on him because mm-hmm. he's the one who covered for her and said, I got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and now he's projecting that fear that he has of dealing with Renee onto this woman. I think her response is to, she wants to say something, but then just like gets into work. Mm-hmm. And so then he, you hear again, more like yelling. Like, and like, you two are like a romantic kind of thing yes i'm i'm wondering how that's most easily shown you know if one of us if one of us gets fired i don't think i don't think the other one's gonna have the i don't think the other one's gonna have the money to always keep up with both of our bar tabs Mm. oh yeah So like there's kind of the implication that like the two of them are involved romantically and she how does she hide that from her husband how does she hide that from Ah, her husband my second Ooh. okay that's a good that's a good good question this is a fancy restaurant at a hotel, like a very mm-hmm. fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's in France or or what, but it's like everyone's speaking French. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? No, he said that to her in English. Mm, okay. So like all of this conversation is going on in French in the restaurant, but then these two are speaking English without French accents. Yes, that's French they're speaking. But no, these children aren't French. They're American. American. Um, yeah, they... 
it's at a very fancy hotel. Her husband works at the hotel in the day. And like they, they have hours where they don't see each other that much. Hmm. And there's like chunks of overlap where like they aren't able to see one another. And so since the kitchen staff often go out and do things collectively, it's not weird that these two are out and around each other all the time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, though in the kitchen, it is a known secret. Mm-hmm. It is one of those things that everyone knows. Or if it came out and was said out loud, everyone would be like, yeah, of course. Right. Or maybe I didn't put one and two together, but it was obvious it's one and two. Yeah. It's not It's not tough math. <laughs> so that's, that's how it is. It's just the overlapping work hours. Um, but periodically it means that, like, this dude, her husband, will be around because he has to do shit with uh, with Renee, mm-hmm. with the with the head chef, they have to work out these different things. Maybe he's like one of the just one of the managers at the hotel yeah. of some in in some manner or another. I was gonna say the food and beverage manager, but then he'd probably have a like more the cleaning manager or some some something like that. Yeah, just maybe something like that. Yeah, one of these something that something that goes on predominantly during the day. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the late shifts that they work. Yeah. There we go. So. Yeah. Oh, still so keep going. Yeah. Okay. I still got one more question to ask. Sure. Um, so they're cooking, and we see kind of time elapses, and we see Renee. He's an older uh, French guy, and he says like, he says like, this dish, this dish, and this dish, and the server takes it out. And he says, essentially, to everybody, all right, that was the last ticket. Like, let's clean things up. And so we see a quick montage of them cleaning the kitchen at the end of the night, putting Mm -hmm. everything away, labeling stuff, throwing some stuff out. And you know what? That's where we're going to go. He's a chef, but it's not just the busboys who have to throw, throw stuff out. And he's outside... Um, he took this as an opportunity to go like dump a bunch of just throw gar- yeah, bags of garbage yeah. into the into the dumpster. Yeah. Um, and he sticks around out there and uh, has a cigarette. And he's just kind of like thinking on his own about this when eventually um, uh, Sarah comes out. Mm-hmm. And they both have like the chef whites on, except now they have like the the goofy looking chef's pants too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. And you can tell it's like embroidered with the name of the, the hotel. Like these are not things that they just bought at uniform Depot. Okay. Here, here's my last question. Sure. If she's here, uh, what's, what did she, um, say to you then that, um, made everything okay and that you never forgot? I think she, she comes out and, uh, she says, like, you know, I told Renee. I told oh. Renee that, I told Renee that it was me, that I was late, and, um, I, like, he, he let me have it. But, everything's good. Neither of us has to cover the other one's bar tab at the moment. 
and um, she uh, she I think takes his cigarette and just takes a drag off of it, mm-hmm. and and you said that that I never forgot. Yeah. And she says, "Oh." And then she she just takes a drag off of it, and then she kind of shakes her head and she gives it back to him, and she says can't do that anymore then she says I I don't think we can keep doing this any longer yeah. uh, and she's like things with Stephen <laughs> things with Stephen haven't they haven't been perfect and I think there's just like a shot of this guy who's just like dumbfounded and doesn't know what to say um, she's like things with Stephen hadn't been haven't been perfect but we're gonna we're gonna work it out and we're gonna start a family and if that's the case we can't you and I can't keep doing this I if we had met earlier it would have been different and that's the thing that he can't forget that's like if we had met earlier it would have been different This is the third uh, scene. These scenes are actually called Pieces of Life. <laughs> I pieces forgot to mention that. of Life. So this this time around, mm-hmm. I got three uh, things that suggest me. Gotcha. We got, ooh, Fire. Which is Nine of Clubs. We got a Five of Clubs, which is Persecution. Ten of Spades. Oh my God! Dark violence on defense defenseless people. All right. All right. So should I deal these out? Seven again? Um, yeah, you can now. All right. And actually, since you lost, draw two extra. Draw two extra. And then um, you can ditch two. Okay. You kind of wake up. Right, and you are... Is it moving? Yeah, I think it's moving, but not very fast. Um, and you are, like, tied up. Like, behind your back. Or, mm-hmm. No, let's do it in front, right? It's not They're not that cruel. But um, it's uh, probably zip ties, right? Yeah, it's zip ties. And uh, that, that, that terrifying eyeless dog mm-hmm. is back here with you. And maybe there's, like, one other person in, like, the other corner. But... It's kind of just going along at kind of a um, a s- slower pace, and but you're maybe like on a highway, and you're going around things. This engine is like chugging along. It's like if you weren't physically knocked out, you, there was no way you would have slept through this. I think maybe it's like sunrise at this point, so um, it's not as cold anymore. It's in fact it's like the dim realization that it's about to be hot in the back of this thing. And um, I think this, let's say it's like a woman, um, uh, like relatively, like uh, the chef's kind of like an older guy, what are you thinking? I'm imagining he's in his, at the oldest, late 30s. Okay. So I think, I'm thinking this lady's essentially like a kid, like 
it sucks. Like, she's, like, early 20s, maybe. Um, and when she realizes that you're awake, she kind of jumps and, like, she has this gun on you. Um, like, pointed at you, you know? And this dog is just still sleeping. Like, it's not doing anything. But she's like, um... Uh, so, uh, you're, you're some kind of doctor then, right? Is he blindfold? He does. He's not blindfolded nah. or anything like that. Okay. He's just got like the things in front. Yeah. L- looks at her and looks at this dog, and wonders to himself if he can like jump out of this truck, and like kind of tries to clock like how fast things are going to see like can I make him get out of this truck and like get away, um, and presumably deciding no or I'm not sure, mm-hmm. and I don't want to risk that at the moment. He'll say, "Like, I can, I can, I can take you to a doctor. I've, like, I've, I've, I have a friend who is a doctor. I'm heading there. I can take you there." And she kind of looks down. She's like, well, "Then, did you, did you kill a doctor? Why do you have the, the doctor shirt on?" Say, "I used to work. I used to work for him." She kind of nods and she's like, "All right, yeah, that could work. Yeah, okay, good." You're gonna be be of use then, and you can tell just she's trying to act tough, but she's like, "This sucks. I hate everything." And she's like, um, "Maybe that's just to, um, you know, speed things along." Mm-hmm. Um, that's when kind of the the thing kind of pulls off the road. Yeah, would be a good, interesting, um, sort of like holdout. Uh, depending on how you're envisioning this group of people, and if we're in kind of a Phoenix-esque city and we were kind of in the suburbs of that, uh, do you think they're heading back into the city, or do you think they're heading farther out of the city? I was assuming further into the city, oh, so but maybe back, not so quite into the city. It. Okay. Um, then maybe... As... Uh, as crummy as it sounds, maybe like a, uh, like a warehouse where there's lots of, there's lots of space to do whatever you need to do in this big warehouse. And it's made of kind of like a corrugated metal type stuff. That's not going to be, even if there was a fire, it wouldn't destroy the place completely. Mm-hmm. As easily, or it's made of just like a lot of concrete and, and metal. Oh, and it's it's got to be like a maybe like Sun Mart, just like it looks like Walmart, but the, it's like a big beautiful sun. Oh, you're thinking of like a warehouse store, yeah, or like or, or a I'm warehouse thinking, for a big store, like yeah. That. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, could that work? So it's it's this like huge kind of a. It has like the logo that's just sun faded now. Mm-hmm. It's um, like you remember back in the day that used to be like bright orange, and now it's like that weird pink. Um, but they kind of pull into there and maybe the, oh like those like they pull around where there would be a, a bunch of semi truck kind of things loaded up and maybe there are a few still mm-hmm. but um, they they back into one so that um, you know you're against one of these and they open this like those uh, those metal kind of garage door type mm-hmm. things you know at what like I'm talking the, about at the loading dock yeah exactly and uh, I think there's a few people in there that have like these automatic weapon type things and they kind of look at you and look at this lady and they're like oh I, 
I hope they got. I hope he knows what he's doing. And they kind of help her up, and they kind of grab you, just unceremoniously, and take you into this kind of this dark warehouse kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I think that it's like a guy that's maybe um, a few years older than you. It's kind of like the one holding you and leading you to where they're going. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I think he, they take you through some labyrinthine stuff. And uh, the people that kind of kidnapped you and brought you in were like, yeah, look, he's a, he's a doctor. He couldn't shut up about it. He's got, he's probably a, like, looks like a nurse or he's got that lab coat on. It's perfect. Like, he he can really help us out. So, are we square then? Are we square? And the guy's like, we'll see. The guy carrying, like, leading you. And I think he leads you into, maybe it used to be like a back office. Like the boss's office. Is the person leading me the one, one of the people from the truck? No, he's from this warehouse. Okay. The Sun Mart. Um, and he kind of throws you into this chair that's like um yeah uh um just an ancient chair it's probably from like the 80s kind of but he kind of puts you down there and he's like all right all right i know i should do a voice like all right um so you don't really look like the doctor type i worked i worked for a doctor Yeah, well, uh, how much do you know then? He's like, I know where he is. Uh, we don't have time to make another run. Can you be useful here? Or do you want to take your chances in the desert? Um. So. In other games, what I would try to do with this in the game world would try to be like to feel out the sincerity of this situation. And so what I'm going to, what I think. I think this is a fair choice if you want to do cards. I think he's trying to, I think he's trying to gauge like how willing to just get rid of him are these people. Mm -hmm. Uh, If he were to just. Like, if he yeah. were to just say, like, oh, I, can I just leave? Would they just let him leave? Let, let's see how the car, cards fall. Okay, sure. Yeah, he's trying to get a, a, a feel for what this dude's saying. So, yeah, I think, essentially, he's just giving you an ult, ult, ultimatum. There we a go. gift certificate to Alta. Yeah. Um, of you either help him or he's going to, like, kick you out. And maybe, I mean, they all have weapons, so maybe it'd go real bad. But mm. we're going to see how bad it if it goes bad or, or good for you. Alright. Alright. What you got? I have a seven. I have a nine. So I'm, right. I'm winning right now. Are you okay with that or do you want to raise? Hmm. I will raise. Alright. So I put down a queen. You put down a three. So, so yours is 12. Mine is 13. Right? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Actually, does the queen no, add it to No. The queen adds, you said, to the lowest one on the table. So yeah. mine is... Mine is 12... Yours is 13. If the queen adds to the lowest card at the table rather than the lowest card in your hand. Oh, sorry. I was think I was mixing that up with the jack. The jack is the lowest card on the table. Okay. But the queen adds to whatever card's played with it. Okay. So, so wait, so then when it's played by itself, it's just, it's just it's a five. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It's, um, 
Did you want to throw another one in there? I mean, I guess you wouldn't, so. Well, then we're both at... We're both at 12. Oh. Oh, you're right. Um, ties go to somebody. <laughs> they specified, but now I forgot. Oh, the last one wins ties. Which is you. Oh, okay. I was like, we both win. Um, okay. So, yeah, uh, so then if I win... Oh. So do I want to raise... Um, No, that could be good. Okay. I'm okay with that. Are you okay with keeping it there too? Sure. I think I guess it only makes sense if the the loser has a chance to raise or not. It doesn't make sense. That, why would the winner ever want to? I guess. Um, cool. So now you won, so I narrate something good that happens, mm -hmm. or how this goes well. So I kind of want you to get tangled up with these these other people here. So I think. Um, you kind of, you were saying, I know somewhere that you can go or something, and he's, you kind of decide, oh, I, the chef decides, I don't want to take my chance out there in the, uh, you know, this area for whatever reason. So you're like, well, let me, let me take a look kind of situation at whatever the problem is. So he, it's like, yeah, uh, good choice. Um, it might be useful to us. And maybe He's like, this is. These are pretty good people, and he kind of leans over. He's got. The, he gets this big knife, just cuts those uh, the zip tie off, and he's like, uh, we're good people here, um, trying to make. I guess, not really a new start, but you know, a safe now at least. So, we got some, some obstacles there, and he kind of leads you into this other place, and I think there's like three or four people, um, they're just kind of on these makeshift tables um would be like would be a a warehouse tool that they could use um to be what to be a, like a bed to put these people out on uh i mean if you just stack the milk crates or boxes or uh, pallets yeah oh yeah that's perfect there's it's just like four or five pallets so that's only like maybe waist high and like covered in tarps or something so probably not very comfortable but these, um, let's say it's four people. Um, oh wait, you won that, right? Yes. Yes. So you take that. Um, it's four or five people. They're laying out, and um, they're all missing eyes. Let's let's go with let's go with that again. Um, and he's like, uh, yeah. So they all got bit, um, and decided that they don't like what they saw. I guess. We were able to, uh, you know, stop the bleeding and everything, but I don't know. It seems like they're going to spread. Like, I don't know what we're supposed to be doing here. Like, I need a medical opinion. And then he kind of looks at you like, like he's putting quotes over medical. Mm -hmm. And he's like, now, I can't just kill people, like our loved ones here, but... If a doctor says it's the thing that we have to do, well then, maybe people could be convinced. What's your opinion, Doc? Um, just because I don't think I'm going to get another chance to... Um, do this. I think he'll, he'll ask something like, like, can I... 
can I take a look at some of the things that you have to see if I could help them at all? And then he's got another question, but that's just kind of the like, like why they would be, why he wouldn't immediately answer that question. And yeah. then he has another question to ask. Yeah, and he kind of gives gives the chef a look like, uh, oh, I thought we're in on this together. But he's like, uh, he kind of makes a face. And he's like, yeah, sure. What do you need? And he, you know, lets you do yeah. whatever you need. So this guy doesn't know um, much about medicine, but he figures like, oh, if there's a lot of supplies in here, even if it's stuff that might be considered useless from like a survival capacity, mm-hmm. maybe he can find something um, that he could do something with to either help those people or help this guy or help himself in some way or another. Um, and so while they're looking, he... Um, Asks, who were the people that brought me here? Just vultures I pay to get get what we need when we need it. I mean, they got a place here too if they need it, but I guess they don't like commitment yet. Just scared kids, basically. Yeah. And he kind of like has like a, like a, he's nodding to that of like thinking back to that the, the girl you said was in the back of the truck who seemed like a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they they go into some area and the stuff with like medicine mm-hmm. is like maybe cleared out for the most part. Like if they yeah. have it, then like in this area where they let him look around, it's not where it is. Yeah. Um, and so the stuff that he finds is... Uh, I'm going to chef this up. I feel like (laughs) everything has a chef answer. Um, There's certain ingredients like cloves that have like uh, eugenol in it. And it acts as a mild anesthetic. Mm -hmm. If you chew on cloves, your mouth will go numb and stuff like that. And um, he'll get like... I'm imagining this was like a like a Walmart or a Sam's Club type yeah. thing, and so all the spices are in those like absurd large <laughs> right. things. And he like he like hand like he like points to the these things out, and he'll say, you know, if you like make a paste out of this, basically, you can make like a topical anesthetic, mm-hmm. and it also has antiseptic qualities. That's why those words are very rough to say in conjunction with one another. Um, And he's just trying to give this guy, like, here is some kind of medical advice to, like, push the idea of usefulness. Yeah, and I think he's worried now that he he was being too obtuse, Mm -hmm. and maybe David was too. No, 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 I I got it. Yeah, he's like... But I was... But so I think he'll he'll say that, and he'll, he'll say, like, whatever's whatever's happening if you don't want folks to be in pain about things that's an option and he's to tap, to give this guy i've got the i've got the idea of what you're saying here yeah okay and i'm trying to push this knowledge of this premise that i have some kind of knowledge even though it is not coming from the a medical <laughs> right. capacity at mm-hmm. all uh and he's he he kind of nods at that he's like all right well that that might be good uh, in the future, that's good to know. But 
Yeah, so I guess I can count on you. These, The rest of these folks probably too far gone, huh? I mean, if this antiseptic that you administered them it to them didn't clear up what they had, then they were obviously not going to get any better. Yeah, and he, he kind of just, you know, just very slowly nods. And he's like, yeah, let me gather everybody here and I'll have you tell them. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, go ahead and wait. You can wait in the, the office if you want or wherever you need to go. Just don't go too far. And he, like, walks forward and there's something that's some kind of food mm-hmm. um, sitting around. Maybe it's... What would be something that would be so disappointing now? Oh, maybe it's, like, those... I'm thinking now Sam's Club, definitely, but those uh, those packets of, like, that teriyaki jerky and stuff. Oh, I feel, like, are... that, I feel like that would be, like, prized stuff mm, okay. to them. I feel like it would be something that's just so... That he just sees, like, just something and is like, can I have this? Oh, like something kind of gross? Yeah, either gross or, like, like jerky or that kind of thing would be, like, oh, super... Like beefaroni kind of thing? I'm thinking, like, even worse than that. It's, like... Pickled olives? Yeah, it's something like that. It's, Mm. yeah, or, like, yeah, pickled onions. Like, cocktail onions, or even Mm. just, um... Oh, it's a package of, like, condiments. Oh, okay, like ketchup or something. Yeah. It's, it. yeah, it's a little, like... Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Where it's, like, this isn't even food. Yeah. Like, we don't even consider it food... People that had, by comparison to others, something, maybe would have that as like maybe there's some just on the, on in the back of some in the back, <laughs> underneath the the thing of the cloves that he moved, uh-huh. like someone had in years long past kicked <laughs> a uh, a packet of, a couple packets of ketchup, and mm-hmm. he's like points down to those and he's like, he just kind of motions like, like like how about these. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, to that guy or just to whoever's standing there? Yeah, I presume to that guy who he's talking sure. to at the moment, but if... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And he just, like, shrugs. They each tear theirs open and they cheers yeah. and they <laughs> suck it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, I think some oh, some time passes and everyone's kind of, like, gathering. And, oh, maybe it is, like, dinner time or, or I guess, breakfast time, right? Because I said it was sunrise. So, um, yeah, everyone's... People like milling about, eating like garbage like that. How like many people so, is it? Yeah, I think I'm thinking like not very many, like maybe a dozen or two. Okay. So not like a huge crowd or anything, but so four people is like a significant number of this little community thing. And maybe there's someone you hear like someone banging, like a hammer, and you, if you go explore that, they're like trying to get all the cracks out or like cover up all the cracks I mean you know of um like this warehouse is like kind of falling apart okay I was like the cracks of yeah. what and they're trying to make it like as airtight as they can okay and maybe there's a uh, someone with like a <laughs> like one of those like little spears that you pick up trash trash with or something mm-hmm. or maybe just a makeshift one of those uh, like a little spear and they're going around and like they're spearing these little maybe like uh the size of your elbow to your hand like as the biggest one but 
there's some that are just, you know, finger-sized, like the lizards, and they're, like, putting them onto some kind of bucket or something, like a painter's bucket. <laughs> and so there's still, like, these lizards, like, crawling in through these cracks and things. Oh, maybe there's, uh, you look over and there's someone you know, and that could be a choice if it's a positive person or a negative person. Sure. Okay, cool. Let's let's try that. Yeah. So theoretically, we're facing off to see if this person you recognize is a problem for you or a kind of a benefit. Mm-hmm. Play one. All right. Okay. We get to draw one because I, I played a king and a queen. Okay, so we get to draw one. And I played a four. Well, there you go. And I'm set. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Um, great. So, I wanted you describe the the, the terrible person. Yeah. So I'm gonna say it puts me in a terribly complicated situation more so than it's a terrible person. That's fair. So it's not like Greg the chef killing maniac <laughs> who's like I fucking hate chefs. <laughs> I kill them all day. Um, Instead, um, when everybody's kind of brought, like, shows up to eat um, as they're setting out some food. And I know we had, you had said earlier, it's like just condiments. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it's, at first, there are some things brought out that are almost that level. But they do have actual food. And, like, pretty quickly it's like, oh, these people do have something. I understand why this has been able to, like, last at least for a little bit mm-hmm. here. There is there is something here. And some of the food they have, it's just a lot of, like, random canned stuff. Yeah. And so people have are having, like, like a can of... Everybody, everybody shares between between two people a can of soup and a can of canned fruit. Right. And it's like, that's great. Yeah. And um, one of the people that he doesn't notice at first uh, because he hadn't seen her in a while is uh, his niece. Mm, okay. And this is the... Is it his niece? It's technically his cousin, but he always called her his niece because she was much, much younger. She was the grandchild, the grandchild of his aunt and uncle, whose house he was trying to get to. Mm. So this is their granddaughter. And the last time he saw her, she was like... She was an indeterminate amount, but significantly younger. Right. And so he doesn't notice her for a little bit. And then... Um, he sees like he sees something about her and he's like oh that's definitely her mm-hmm. so how old is she? is she like still a child or yeah i th- like say she's she's still a, she's still a child like at the oldest she's 10 mm-hmm. like at the very oldest so i was going to push for younger than that but i don't want it to be like i remember you when you were a baby kind of a thing and then the kid would have no recollection of him Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say just to make this real easy in case he has to do that she has one of those like um, like wine stain birthmarks mm, that's okay. like super distinctive 
mm -hmm. uh, like kind of like along the side of her eye. Yeah. And so it's like, as soon like he doesn't notice her for a little bit, and then when she turns, he's like, "Oh, that is her. It's not just a girl who looks like her. It is her." Oh, it's, uh, is it? The, is it like she doesn't recognize him? Um, I possibly. Uh, but I think the issue that he fears is if she does recognize him, that might kind of blow up his spot within this community. But then beyond that, he has to get her out of here. He can't just leave. Hmm. So oh, now yeah. it's like, nope, like, shit, if I go, she has to come with me. I can't just get out of here. And if she won't then I have to make sure that I'm on good terms with these people because, like, his his position just became infinitely more precarious because of this girl being here. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, what's her name? Um, her name is uh, Celia. Sure. So this is kind of like your hope. Yes. Like. Yeah. yeah. So he... He's like, he, he sees her and he's just like, shit. Ooh, I think it's, it might be even, I mean, you have veto power here if you want, but it might be more interesting if, if you don't, if she doesn't recognize you. So it's, that's, you're basically going to have to kidnap her, essentially. Or convince everyone to go with you or whatever. That could be interesting. And also, we can preserve your, your first name, too. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, so that was the second choice, and I won that. So, yeah, I think um, we, everyone's kind of has this feast, quote unquote, and um, you recognize a little Celia, and this this guy in charge kind of gathers everyone, um, and you as well and we go into this this like side room or something that where these four people on these pallets are and they're kind of when maybe one's like groaning now like they're still you know conscious um and um but all the rest are unconscious and this guy kind of says all right everybody um we got the um the kids were able to find a doctor um He's given us some really good advice so far, and uh, well, and he kind of puts puts his hand on your shoulder, you know, just like I'm afraid he's got some bad news though. What's the prognosis? And he just kind of silently shakes his head, but in a not in a like, oh dear, 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 too bad, oh. <laughs> Hey, then by heart. Like, it's not like that kind of a deal. It's more like a uh, 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 kind of thing, but without making that noise. And he just nervously shakes his head um, for longer than is comfortable, mm -hmm. um, where it's like, say it already. And then he'll say, when folks are that far, you can make them comfortable. And that's, and that's all. Yeah. And he, he says, um, yeah, you know, I think we all, we all understand what has to happen now. So, 
and oh maybe just someone in this I, I'm thinking like a like a bigger room so it's like kind of echoey mm-hmm. and you just hear someone like uh, someone's trying to stifle it but someone's like crying and it's like echoing off this like high ceiling and it's just like yeah we um we gotta do it tonight um we don't want these we don't want it to spread so I think we need to start making the arrangements and he's like makes a like a big almost like stage kind of thing it's like thanks a lot doc it's bad news to hear but you know, I'm glad you you set us straight. And everyone, with like the whole mood is like, it wasn't happy to begin with, but now it's like incredibly sad or somber, I should say. And um, do we go like right to the night, or is there anything that the the chef kind of does in the meantime? Um, I think he. I think he tries to, like, wander around to see what other stuff is there. To see if he can kind of try to pull anything out of his ass like he did before again. Of, like, oh, here's this. And that includes, you know, like... Like, he had to use a lot of different... Obviously different, like... Things like spices and that kind of stuff, like the cloves. But also cleaning all kinds of stuff. And, Hmm. like knowing about like these chemicals and like what not to mix and what this kind of stuff um to maybe suggest to that guy like how to either clean everything or sterilize stuff if they're afraid of that spreading mm-hmm. if that's a possibility i uh i i as austin certainly don't know right. and uh this guy might not know too much of it either. Cool. Do you want to make that like a choice? Sure. Yeah, or just like my own the, knowledge of this. Yeah, this could be the last one of the uh, the thing. To see if you like see any interesting or helpful supplies, I guess mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah, sure. Alright. I, I also did too. Alright. A king and a four. So I did a king one. and a nine. So we each draw another one, right? Yeah, true. Uh, so I'm losing, so I would like to raise. Okay. And we can each do another two cards if we want, yeah, right? Yeah, up to two, yeah. Up to two. So it's 14 versus 19. Huh? I do one. I'll also do one. Six. I did a nine. Ooh, okay, so you are... 28. 28, and I am... 20. 20. Whew. All right, I'd like to raise one more time. All right. Oh, we're, oh you're putting down your only card. Yep. Uh, okay, I'll put down two cards. Ooh, got me. I can't do it. Okay, I, even my lower card was higher than your four. Who would have <laughs> yeah. thought if you get rid of your low cards, then later you have high cards. All right, so that means um, you won, and I get to narrate um, something good that's happening. Okay. So, um, okay, I had an idea in mind, but I think I can spin this into a good. Okay, I don't know if I'm using. <laughs> hopefully, I'm. This is what the game intends. So I think um, they're kind of you're kind of looking around. You don't see anything like overly helpful. There's like. Um, Maybe there's like 
more food than you would have thought as one benefit. But um, at one point, some some people are like, "Hey, help us out! Move the stuff out!" And um, they're moving. They go into this other room that has all their maybe like the uh, important supplies, especially like the guns and things. I guess like an armory sort of thing is what the term for that is. Um, so there's some supplies there, not not superly medically useful, but then um, they're getting these um, things of gasoline. And um, maybe they have like a significant um, amount of these, uh, you know, gas containers in there. And they um, ask you to help carry like two, you know, mm-hmm. like one in each hand and like three of them. So there's at least six of these and you, they're bringing them out and they're like, they have these, you go outside and it's kind of like hot already. It's maybe like the middle of the afternoon at this point. And um, they start kind of dousing maybe they have like a big thing of pallets you know like taller than those ones inside so like 10 maybe or something and they're like all right uh yeah we got can you help uh you know pour this gasoline on here and maybe you're like what and it's like yeah for the pyres you know we gotta light them up later and now so um the benefit here is that, oh, they're, they're going to, like, light these people on fire, which is wild. For joining us today for This American Dice presents the second episode of The Last One, a game by Alberto Tronchi, published by Luce Ombra Press. The last one was David as the others, basically the GM, and Austin as the last one. In this case, the chef, the player character, essentially. It's a two-person game. You get the point. Please be sure to check out This American Dice here in your podcast feed or at our website, thisamericandice.net or .com. Check it out, whatever you want. You can also join our Facebook group for updates on new episodes and exciting opportunities that are likely to come up. Please be sure to tell a friend, like, rate, review, and subscribe. And as always... Careful, them lizards. And now for a word from another podcast that you should check out. Welcome to Arius and meet the Ram Pack and Party Advantage, a D&D play podcast. Join Manny, Garrus, Roshin, and Tagoro as they travel the vast lands and learn long-forgotten secrets and find themselves in all kinds of shenanigans. So what are we doing? Drugs. We did that in season one already. Did we? Well, you did. Yes. Tagoro got a taste warm. Oh God, I, I, I'm now the personal healer, and I have to take care of Manny. Well, I mean, your your girlfriend was the personal healer more than you. Remember, I'm a dragon. Yeah. No, I'm like... I mean, last time you were a dragon, it didn't go so good. Let's not repeat, okay? Xnay on the Dragnay. Got it. Tune in every other Wednesday on all your favorite podcast platforms of choice and on YouTube. Will the party find the advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.